We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the show. How are we feeling? Can you believe it? Can you believe it? It's November 30th today. That means tomorrow is December 1st. There we go. How are you feeling about that? Like when you just sit and think there are 30 days left of 2021, just sit with that. What emotions come up? Do you feel excited? Do you feel anxious? Do you feel worried? What comes up? It's okay, whatever comes up. This is just going to show you what's going on in your current reality. And that'll help you decide how you want to approach the last 30 days. Now, I am not for hustle, grind, burnout. That's not what I'm about. So we're not going to spend this episode talking about hustle and grinding and burning out. No, 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 no. But I do want to talk about building momentum into the new year. Please promise me that you will not fall into the trap of I'll just start January 1st. January 1st is a date. It's a circumstance. And however you think about that circumstance is going to determine how you start the year. So I want you to think about, and maybe you write this down, how do you want to start 2022? Do you want to wake up and have it be Groundhog's Day? just a repeat of 2021? Do you have things that you're doing right now that you are super stoked about that you want to carry that energy with you into the new year? There's no right or wrong way to answer this, but you want to sit down and think about what kind of energy you want to bring into the new year and what you want to leave behind. So I talk about this every year and it's very important and I don't think I'll ever stop talking about this because the way that we get to our goals, our vision, is not by taking massive leaps forward. The best way forward is not leaps and bounds. The best way forward is taking micro steps. Yes, tiny steps. You hear me talk about it a lot. So what comes to mind when you hear the word micro? Maybe you're thinking extremely small, minute quantities or variations, or tiny, teeny tiny. Micro steps are exactly what the name implies. Micro steps are minute actions that can move you closer towards the achievement of your goals. The power lies in the simplicity and the painlessness of the step. They require very little effort and are utterly undaunting and offer very few hurdles physically and also psychologically. Now, this makes sense because the motivational triad, how our brain functions is to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and keep things easy. That's what we're here for. Sometimes when we set a goal, no matter how badly we want that goal, if it seems really big and daunting, we often fall off our path. And what I want you to think about the past year. Look at the goals that you've set and look at where you are right now. Now, when trying to achieve your goals, you've probably faced some of these challenges, right? Lack of time, no willpower, discipline, that inner critic sabotaging your efforts. You know what you want, but you just can't get started no matter how hard you try. You let finances, money get in the way. You can't seem to find the motivation you need to get started. You're just waiting for that lightning bolt of inspiration to come. And probably the biggest of all is you find yourself 
procrastinating. And you probably identify as a procrastinator. I hear it all the time. I'm a procrastinator. And if you are a procrastinator or you identify as one, you are not alone. You are in good company. And the reason being is you, yes, you were designed to procrastinate. And let me tell you why. Whenever you feel stress or fear or anxiety, when you set out to do something new or you might feel overwhelmed, well, procrastination is actually the behavior that's supposed to help, quote unquote, you with that stress. But ironically, it doesn't. It perpetuates the problem. But more specifically, it's what's happening in your brain first. So what happens is when you're feeling stressed, that sends signals to your brain, which clouds the prefrontal cortex. And that's the part of your brain that dictates your goals, your vision, and your path. Now, here's the deal. Like I said earlier, your motivational triad, our brain is designed to reserve your energy for very stressful situations in life. So the problem with this is we're not really faced with stressful inf- stressful situations like we used to be back in the day, the Crave Fan days, and we were just trying to survive. The role of your brain is outdated and it's irrelevant to your current life today in modern society. So the way that we have developed as a society does not really work with how our brain was developed for survival. Well, saving your brain's conscious decision-making power is great when you are out in the wild. It doesn't help you reach your biggest dreams and goals in life. In fact, this part of our brain, it does the opposite. And that means we end up procrastinating and then we perpetuate the problem. So I want to dive into what to do about this because I'm telling you that there's a way through. And you hear me talk about this a lot because think back to your goals. Like let's say you had a goal to stop eating so much sugar or you wanted to map out an idea for your podcast or maybe even start a business and then you end up abandoning it that idea, that goal a few months or weeks or days in even. And it makes sense. Like thinking of how our brain works, change is hard, even if it's for the better. Like humans were meant to grow and evolve, but change is still challenging. And any goal that needs a behavioral change, which spoiler alert, is every goal, is going to be at war with your mind. The bigger the goal, the bigger the change, the harder it's going to be for you to overcome this. So the reason why this micro step, these tiny cute baby steps are so important is because it kind of tricks your brain towards taking steps towards this goal, towards changing, towards evolving. So a lot of times when people hear this, they're like, well, should I just like not set goals? Like this is why I don't want to set goals because my brain isn't designed to seek out change. So maybe I should just stop eating healthy and maybe I should just give up on starting a business. And that is ridiculous. We are not going down that path. We're not going to say don't set goals, don't dream. What we want to do is trick your brain into accepting the changes it's going to experience in order for you to achieve your goals, in order for you to realize your vision. And the way that we're going to do that is through micro-commitments. Now, it's important before we get into this is to understand our brains a little bit more because our brain fears change. So 
when I, you know, when I'm working with a client and they're like, I know what I want. I just have such a hard time doing it because there's so much fear. And I want you to know that if that you fall into that category, that you're not alone. Our brain handles so many functions a day. Like it can't even, I like if I could go back in time, I would become a neuroscientist because I want to understand all of the complex functions of our brain because it's so fascinating. And the way that our brain stays sane is by making habits. So when you do the same behavior repeatedly, the neural pathways connected to that activity strengthens. The stronger the neural connection has, the less work and energy your brain has to invest in it. So your brain loves habits. Brain loves habits. Now, the problem with this is your brain doesn't know the difference between good or bad habits. And for it, any change from the established pattern is a cause for threat. So if you have a habit and you decide, I'm going to change this habit, like let's say you don't, you know, you want to stop looking at your phone, right? Your brain doesn't know that like checking Instagram 50 times a day is good or bad. It just knows that it provides a dopamine hit. So when you decide to change the habit, your brain thinks that that's a threat. Another example is if when you want to stop eating sugar after you've been consistently indulging in it, your brain is going to resist this big time. Not eating sugar at all is a pretty big step. Not going on your phone at all is a pretty big step and your brain is going to get overwhelmed by the mere thought of it and this triggers a stress response and this increases your cortisol levels and it's going to create that negative emotion that is going to have you wanting to go back to the sugar consumption or the phone usage in a big, big way. Because these items like our phone and sugar and shopping and all of the things has been programmed into our brain that it's needed for survival. So if you're feeling the stress response or you're feeling uncomfortable by it, and then you get back into that habit, it's going to come back like a tidal wave. So if you experience intense fear when you consider a future vision or goal, your brain is basically saying you're not ready to make such a big leap. And the problem is most of us let that fear hold us back sooner than later. You know, that's one of my podcast episodes. I talk about the biggest obstacle that we face is fear, fear of failure. And that's what holds us back. So it makes sense why if you have something big that your brain's like, that is unsafe. We've never done that before. Let's not do that. And it's going to hold you back from moving forward and growing. But then you get stuck in that cycle because we don't like to stay the same. It's the conundrum of being a human being. So this is the exact reason why so many people fail diets. They fail anything that they set out to do because their brain cannot take the stress of the unfamiliar habit anymore. Like that's why it's hard to make sustainable change because we're not changing it at a cognitive level. So I wanted to touch on if you experience this to know that nothing has gone wrong and I'm going to walk you through how to get out of it as you finish up the year. What I'm going to share with you today is something that I want you to really consider implementing for the next 30 days because these micro commitments, these micro steps, these micro goals are going to help you realize the bigger picture. 
So the way to use the power of a micro step is to set a micro goal. Now you've probably heard of BHAG, which is those big, scare, big, hairy, audacious goals. And I'm all for setting big goals that are going to stretch and help you grow. But we want to incorporate some micro steps because they're going to help you realize the bigger goal down the road. Because micro goals, micro steps are so small, they are just realistic. You can easily get yourself to believe that you can achieve a micro goal. And this is really empowering to know because the smaller the step, the least resistance to the step, the more likely you will be to follow through with this goal. Now let's go back to the cutting out sugar. Now let's say you're used to indulging in sugar and you decide to cut back right? So instead of cutting out sugar altogether, because if you do that, you're going to experience big cravings and it's possible to even experience withdrawal symptoms because we are dopamine junkies. What we want to do is make a micro commitment. So instead of being like, I'm just going to cut out sugar altogether. What if you just decided your micro commitment for the day was to not have any added sugar for the rest of the day? Because when you look at it like that in your brain, how does it feel in your body? This doesn't sound so bad, right? That's what a micro commitment is. That's what they're all about. Asking yourself, what is the tiniest amount of change that I can introduce without stretching myself too much out of my comfort zone? So I want you to start with that. So step one, what is the goal? that you're still working towards. Maybe it's not going to be done or achieved by the end of the year, but maybe you want to make progress or momentum on it. Okay. So what is the goal? And then I just want you to ask yourself, what is the tiniest amount of change I can introduce without stretching too much out of my comfort zone? So you're going to start with that. And then you're going to keep taking these small steps. You're going to keep following through with these micro commitments until it becomes a part of your comfort zone. And what I mean by that is it becomes your habit. And then you add on another day. And then you add on another day. And by the end of the month or the end of a couple of months, you have ended up cutting down on your sugar intake enormously without stressing about it. Now, this is so important because the smaller the step, the more likely the success because there won't be a ton of resistance. So looking at what the area is that you want to make momentum on when you want to make progress on towards the end of the year into 2022 and break it down into a small, small step. So let's say you want to start, you want to lose 30 pounds by February. You could start off by setting the micro goal, the micro commitment of losing one pound, one pound. That's it. You can absolutely lose one pound. Let's say you want to start waking up at 5 a.m. when you're currently waking up at 9. So instead of setting a goal of waking up at 9 a.m. every single day, set a micro goal for waking up at 8.55 and then slowly start to increase that time as you progress on. Let's say you have a goal that you want to declutter your whole entire house. Instead of just diving all into your whole house at once, make the micro commitment that by the end of the day, you're going to declutter the junk drawer. 
The micro goal, the micro commitment is so small that you are tricking your brain into getting started. And it feels so insignificant that your inner critic, that that voice that stays on guard, that like tells you what's good or what's bad, doesn't really notice it because it's so minuscule. It's so little. So you won't have any inner critic telling you that that's a terrible idea because it's so small. Your inner critic's most likely going to be, that's simple. I can do that. And this happens so fast that you actually can build significant momentum towards your big goal by just keeping these micro commitments to yourself. So what's amazing is these micro goals, these micro commitments, they turn into micro habits. Because really when you think about setting a goal, it's about the person that you are becoming. So I want you to think about, you know, what type of person that you want to be and what micro commitments that you can make to that future version of yourself. So when you're making these micro commitments, it's turning into a micro progression. And this is making progress towards any important goal that has you moving closer to that achievement of the goal. You can actually progress very quickly and you can get to this goal much sooner if you commit to taking small action every single day. Now, what's amazing about making micro progression is it requires less effort to move forward. You don't need motivation or willpower to make great strides. The beautiful thing about micro progression is that it almost feels effortless. So there's a bunch of different ways that you can approach this micro goal, these micro action steps, these micro commitments that are going to have you riding into 2022. So the reason why I think this works so wonderfully, and there's tons of books about this. One of my favorites is Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. Um, And the other other great um, researcher on these micro steps is Robert Moyer, who wrote the book, One Small Step Can Change Your Life. Uh, So there's tons of research, tons of resources for you to dive deeper into these smaller steps. But the reason why I think this is so powerful is because it's rooted in positivity. When you make these small steps, you are experiencing a gradual but steady pace to expand your comfort zone. When you do something drastically out of your comfort zone, your brain always responds negatively. But when you do these small changes, it kind of, in a playful way, challenges it. And these micro commitments is a, is a fun way to engage your brain without feel, making it feel threatened. So you're working your way through transformation by increasing your comfort but not taking it away altogether. So when you focus on the micro commitments, it makes your brain feel positive about change, which is not how we're wired. It becomes so simple that you can't not do it and it feels really freaking good when you do. Now, when you create a bunch of small wins, you experience more success. It is tough to exceed on a big, hairy, audacious goal Because it just seems so far out of our reach sometimes. But if you can succeed by breaking it down into small steps, then it feels 
way more successful than if you just have this one big goal that you want to just take a big step for. Every time we succeed, our brain gets this little feel-good dopamine hormone that makes us feel more positive and motivated for success. So the more you experience that high, the more you experience that dopamine, the better motivated you are to continue to take steps forward towards the success. So looking at the big goal and breaking it down into these easy to succeed micro commitments, it actually gives you a sense of success a lot more than if you only have one big goal that you're trying to take a huge leap into. So this is so powerful because these successes build you up to have a better shot at achieving the bigger goal. So running a marathon, right? You're not just going to go run a bunch of miles at once. If you've never ran a bunch of miles before, you're going to start small. You're going to start with a mile. So whether you are looking to make big changes in your life, don't stress about it. Okay, even if you haven't made all of the changes that you've wanted to make this year, don't stress about it. Don't allow stress to override your brain and have you falling back into undesirable habits and patterns. Instead, I want you to really be committed to breaking it down into achievable steps. And before you know it, you will have turned over a new leaf. Your big, hairy, audacious goals and big picture and vision are amazing when they're in your imagination. And what is so incredible about this work is to get it done, when you break it down to a small scale, that's where all of the magic lies. That is where all of the magic lies. So I want you to take some action. I want to know what are your micro steps for the rest of the year. Just choose one area of your life one area, one goal, one thing that you've been focusing on in 2021 that you haven't quite achieved yet. And instead of waiting for a clean slate in 2022, I want you to think about what small steps you can take towards this bigger goal. And if you want accountability post it on social media. I'd love to see what your micro goal is for the rest of the year and how I can support you taking these small steps because these small steps are going to lead to the big change. They're going to lead to the big change. 2022 is here before you know it. Don't put your head down and just wait for the new year, the new year bell to ring. I want you to put your head down and put one foot in front of the other. And I promise you, you will be amazed at where you'll be at the end of the year. Okay, my friend, that's all I have for you today. Using micro commitments to finish the year strong and start 2020 even stronger. I'm here for you. If you need anything, every step of the way, let me know. And I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful start to your December and I will catch you next time. Remember to love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it, my friend.